Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. What a beautiful night. Welcome to this quarterfinal edition of TC Live at Roland Garros. We are presented all week by our friends at LoopNet. A weekday evening in Paris will eternally evoke all the feels. But as the sun stays up late into the night in June, there are extra emotions on the grounds of Roland Garros. Two of the top five players in the world meeting for the right to stay in this city for another evening. Top seed Carlos Alcaraz playing number five Stefano Tsitsipas for the fifth time. The Spaniard has won all four previous meetings, including the last two on clay, but Tsitsipas has never lost a major quarterfinal. There's Carlitos, the youngest player to reach the Roland Garros quarters in back-to-back -back years since the man that he could meet next, Novak Djokovic, more than 15 years ago. His fourth career Grand Slam quarterfinal in his ninth tournament comes in with a record of 34-3. and So great to have you here with us, Steve Weisman, Chanda Rubin, John Wertheim. We want to welcome all our viewers watching on YouTube TV. You can find Tennis Channel and T2 on YouTube TV. And we are leading up to the night session. It's a big one. They know who they're going to play. Novak Djokovic is next. Carlos Alcaraz, Stefano Tsitsipas. What are your initial thoughts, Shanda? I'm looking forward to this one. Alcaraz has had the advantage in their head-to-heads. You feel like he's got more firepower off both sides, and that's going to be the challenge for Stefano Tsitsipas, the backhand. That's the side that Alcaraz will try to attack with the forehand, especially the inside-out shot. You give Alcaraz the advantage, but can Tsitsipas create enough havoc? Can he mix it up enough? Can he get inside the court into the net enough to give himself a real shot? I think it's going to be a real challenge, especially with the way uh, the head-to-head -head has gone on clay. But it's a new day. Anytime, we talk about this all the time, Steve. Anytime you toss the balls up, you have a shot. And I think Tsitsipas has got to believe, and he's got to go at Alcaraz. Isn't it funny we're talking about a top-five player? Like, you got a shot, kid. <laughs> um, these guys have both been on the grounds for several hours. What does that mean? They've gotten some of this atmosphere. They figured out the wind and the lighting. They also saw Novak Djokovic win. They know he is the opponent who looms. But they also saw a little bit vulnerable Novak that we'll get to later in the show. So they go out to this big high-stakes match. Look, we, from the day the draw came out, we've been talking about this semifinal, Alcaraz, Djokovic. But I think Sitsipas has a real chance to sneak in. He's played some very nice tennis very quietly when we've been watching the other two guys. Yes, and you talk about that atmosphere. It is wild out here. I mean, so many fans behind us right now getting ready for the night session. They've been here all day long as well. That first men's quarterfinal, well, it was Corinne Hatchinoff taking on Novak Djokovic. And we go back in time because the Russians' only win in nine previous matches against Djokovic came right here in France. It was five years ago in the final of the Paris Masters, the biggest title of Hatchinoff's career, first unseated champ in more than a decade. So, some positive memories heading into a matchup Djokovic has dominated, including a straight set win at Roland Garros back in 2020, Chad. Yeah, that match where Hatchinoff won in Paris, conditions were a lot quicker, and he kind of played like that, Hatchinoff, in the first set, hitting winners left and right. But in the second, Djokovic.
Djokovic turned the tables in this tiebreak, got off to a quick start, started opening up the court using a little more variety, and this little foray at the net puts Djokovic up two sets, the second set up uh, going into that third set. And in the third, Djokovic able to play a lot better. I was surprised with how many errors we saw from him early in the match, but he cleaned that up in the third set, started coming in, using the entire court, and it was pretty one-sided. So advantage Djokovic going into the fourth. You kind of thought the match was just about over when Djokovic got up the break, but Hatchinov had great points. This was a long game. Djokovic used some inspiration from the crowd, able to hold. But he had another little trip up there to get back to four all. But Hatchinov in the end just could not withstand the barrage from Djokovic. The court coverage, it was a fantastic performance down the stretch. How about winning the last eight points of the match to close it out after getting broken? That is textbook Novak Djokovic. And he is once again into the semifinals at Roland Garros. 57 winners in the match. You don't see it on the board, but he had 11 aces. That's his most at Roland Garros since back in 2008. Let's hear from Nole on court. You know, a little bit of a scare towards the end of the, the fourth set, but, uh, you know, I managed to win eight points in a row to, to finish it out. So, you know, it's a big fight. Uh, it's something that you expect. Quarterfinals of a Grand Slam. You know, you're not going to have your victories handed over to you. You've got to earn them. So, you know, I'm just glad to, to overcome the big challenge of today. And it was a challenge. You mentioned this earlier, John. Well, what did you think of Djokovic losing his first set of the tournament? Yeah, you know, we, we saw that score sheet and we saw the stat sheet, and it just doesn't really encapsulate everything he does. He lost his first set, and the second set went to a tiebreaker. So he's, he's seven points away from going down two sets to love. He's 36 years old. What does he do? He wins the tiebreaker and doesn't surrender a point. Then he gets a bit of a software upgrade, cruises, had a bit of a hiccup, was serving, and then got broken. What does he do? He breaks back at love. And that's the kind of thing that we don't quantify enough. There are so many complexities out there, and when he has to, he just simplifies. So will he be pleased with this? Well, he was talking to me. He said, look, I missed a bunch of volleys, and he had those rough patches. He said, I, my game stayed in the locker room for the first set and a half. You know what? He's still in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, Djokovic, he understands so well the ebbs and flows of a three out of five set match. And you can see he didn't really panic, especially when he wasn't quite playing his best tennis in that first set. He lost the first. When he ended up taking that tiebreak, it almost felt like he was ahead, yeah. <laughs> even though it was just even. It's just how he's able to work his way into these matches and he can build. And the other player who's on the other side, I mean, they are playing at max capacity. Mm. So where can they go from there? And I think that's the challenge for a lot of opponents when Djokovic is in this space and in this state and he certainly got there when he needed to in this match say the game's still in the locker room john he's still in the locker room which is a good thing he's won 19 straight major matches two more history 23rd title that's what they're all going for the ladies playing their quarterfinals earlier today as well we start with former finalist anastasia pavlyuchenkova facing carolina mukhova john the check Suffering a devastating injury here last year. She's having her moment right now. Yeah, missed, missed seven months. And neither of these players were seated, but that's kind of misleading because Muhova, everyone knows, is top 20 caliber player. She proved that in the first round when she took out six seated Maria Sakari. And then, as you say, Steve Pavlyuchenkova, she was a finalist the last time she played this event. So she's won 11 straight matches here. This was the younger player, the better mover, the better athlete prevailing here. Big opportunity for Muhova, and she took advantage. You get the feeling Pavlyuchenkova, her game is coming back but it's not a hundred percent there ran out of steam a little bit Muhova 
14 of 16 ventures. The net were successful. She had more errors than winners. Just a nice, clean, subdued, comprehensive, authoritative match. It wasn't necessarily dazzling tennis, but in the end, uh, the, the younger player prevailed into another second semifinal for Muhammad. Yeah, five breaks of serve in this match. 21 winners to just 13 unforced errors. Cool comp collected. That's Caroline Mufala. That's what she does. She is into the final four here in Paris. And she will take on the winner of this match. Eight months after giving birth to her daughter, Alina Spitalina, riding a nine-match win streak, facing Arena Sabalenka Chanda, who hasn't lost a major match all year. Uh, this was a really fun match to watch, to see Spitalina, who's been playing such terrific tennis, really holds her own up to this point in the first set. They were on serve at four all, though, with Sabalenka winning those last couple of games. The last three games of the first set reeled off winner after winner, and she continued into the second, though, this was where Spitalina found a little fire and was able to get her nose out in front. But Sabalenka very quickly closed the gap on it. And the forehand, that was the big shot. Spitalina tried to stay away from it, tried to serve to the backhand a lot. But that pattern did not work down the stretch. And in the end, kind of felt a little bit like target practice for Sabalenka. But she worked for it and played a tremendous match in big moments. Lots of margins, but still going for it. Now 10-0 in sets into her first semifinal at Roland Garros, completing her box set of semis at the four Grand Slams. No handshake at the net. Ukrainian players not shaking hands with Russians or Belarusians. Sabalenka still coming to net. In the end, though, she gets the victory, and it's powered by those 30 winners, 23 more than Alina Svitolina. Her serves went up to 119 miles an hour. Let's hear from Sabalenka courtside. Yeah, I totally agree with you. She's such a tough opponent, moving well, and what she's doing after giving a burst, it's, it's impressive, and uh, big respect to her. Uh, but yeah, it was a tough match, and I'm super happy with the win, and <laughs> atmosphere was, uh, was amazing. Thank you so much for, for being here and supporting us. I mean, I, we all know that you're waiting for Novak, but still, I'll, I'll, I'll take it like it's for me. <laughs> Thank you. It's not just for Novak. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> no, not at all. It's for her as well. 12-0 and in majors this year. She had never made it past the third round here before coming. What was different for her? Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, when you win a major and you go to the subsequent major, you can say, boy, it's a lot of pressure on me. I'd be halfway to a calendar sim. Or you can say, you know what? I've done this. We're good. And she has really seized it here. I mean, 30 winners. She is just hitting out. She's aggressive as ever. I mean, I do think we should pause for a moment for Alina Svitolina, who's coming back from maternity leave. You mentioned the fact that she's from Ukraine, so there's that distraction and added pressure. She did a great job getting to the quarters, but this was just power tennis prevailing. And you sort of look at the way you look at the way Sabalenka hits that ball, 80 miles an hour on the ground strokes. You mentioned her serve. Who can touch that? That is so much offense. Who can stop that? Yeah, and especially when she's hitting with into a little more space. I mean, it used to be that you could expect more unforced errors from Sabalenka, especially in big moments, and there might be stretches of time where she'd go through a number of misses. She's not doing that anymore. And I think a lot of the added confidence, apart from winning her first major, was also winning one of the lead-up clay court events, the event in Madrid. That was big. I think that really gave her a sense that she could compete on this surface and contend for titles, big titles, and we're seeing that kind of belief now. So this is shaping up to be a blockbuster weekend. It, it certainly is. Arena told us after the match, 
She is looking forward to a potential photo shoot with the trophy and the Eiffel Tower. She wants to put it on Instagram. She, she's manifesting it, John. Right there, right back there. <laughs> two, two miles away. Two matches and two, two matches and two miles away. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. We revisit an old Tennis Channel moment from right here in Paris. Plus, some big news for two-time Roland Garros quarterfinalist Carla Suarez Navarro, who has a new doubles team. Speaking of dubs, Jesse Pagula and Coco Goff are looking for major glory, looking to take it one step further this year in Paris. And we've got the very latest on a controversy that has rocked the tennis world. It's all happening live from Paris, leading up to the second quarterfinal tonight. Tanda, John, and Steve back on TC Live at Roland Garros, presented by LoopNet. There's Stefano Tsitsipas looking to maintain a perfect Grand Slam quarterfinal record. He is 6-0 in quarterfinal matches, and this, his third trip to the final eight at Roland Garros. Will Carlos Alcaraz ruin his perfect record tonight? But first, a special moment from the Tennis Channel archives. No idea what's going on in here right now. That is the president of Tennis Channel, Ken Solomon, and he is about to zip line from the top of the Eiffel Tower, about a mile. This is a setup right now in downtown Paris. Ken told me yesterday he was absolutely terrified. Has a couple of GoPros on his arms. But uh, he's afraid of heights. <laughs> he's the master of the universe. Mauricio, you're a champion. I love you. Mwah. Our fearless leader, Ken Solomon, he will do anything to promote Tennis Channel. In fact, he just had a whole bunch of friends right up here taking photos in, in the last break. We love you, Ken. Uh, would either of you do that, do that zip line? Absolutely. I love zip okay. lining. Yeah. It's mm. fun. I mean, the first time I almost cried. <laughs> But now I'm an old hat at it. Go in my stead. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one taking photos. Mile long. I, I mean. That's pretty sweet. That was she two is years literally ago. our fearless leader. Fearless. Oh, you know that snooty, uh, uptight tennis crowd. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's our leader right there. That, that's, that, that could be a good photo shoot right there, right? Going zipline right up the, the Eiffel Tower. The I tennis think... ball helmet, though. Oh, well, yeah, those? that's true, yeah. But I think we should do it as a team building exercise. Tanda, you are on your own, Tanda Rubin. You are on your own. Reminded that Tennis.com, your home for everything during Roland Garros throughout the year. Right now, you can find David Kane writing about the support for double specialists. Miyu Kato, Joel Drucker profiles the rise of Al Jabur in Paris. And learn all about Coco Golf's secret sweet weapon you can only find in France. Back with more as we count down to Alcaraz and Sitsipas in the night session. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance 
or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Back at Roland Garros, the tennis shop powered by Tennis Point is the new online store featuring the latest apparel and equipment. Choose from a wide selection of brands and get the same gear as your favorite pros. Check it out now by scanning this QR code or by going to TennisShop.com. I just checked it out. The 2023 Paris collections are stunning. Well, Carlos Alcaraz getting that body ready for battle. He is behind the scenes in the gym, making his second straight quarterfinal at Roland Garros. Looking to take it one or two steps further this year. A win tonight, and the 20-year-old would be the youngest Roland Garros semifinalist since the man he would play in the Final Four, Novak Djokovic, who did it back in 2007. Women's doubles quarterfinals earlier today. Coco Golf, Jesse Pagula hoping to get back to the final themselves, facing Anna Bondar and Greet Minnick, Chanda. And Golf and Pagula, they really dominated that first set. Up at the net here, closing it off, each other up, but they returned brilliantly, stepping in, lots of winners, and putting their opponents under pressure and made pretty easy work of this first set. Right hand, right hands up there at the net for Coco Golf. And of course, that is helping her singles. But on to the second, we would go and it would be a tie break. Trading breaks throughout this second set. But it was Goff and Pagula able to turn the tables here. And that nice lob, just pinpoint accuracy. And here's the tie break and we get to match point. Again, it's Goff and Pagula, which is so solid. Good communication, a nice straight set win. Continue their run. But it could buy 33 winners. They could potentially face Taylor Townsend and Layla Fernandez in the semis. Remember last year, they beat Taylor Townsend and Maddie Keys in the final four. Such a great tandem. I love the fact, John, Jessica Gould is out of the singles, right? She's out of the mixed doubles as well. But she is still playing the doubles with Coco, who's now in the semis there. And in the quarters and singles. Everybody wins. So Jesse Pakula potentially gets to go out on a high note. Coco gets a match-tough preparation. She doesn't have to sit around and practice. She much prefers this. Fans get to see two top five, two top ten players in action. Everybody wins. You wish more players did it. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, of uh, bonus, especially for Coco Golf now, still in the singles. Obviously, a big quarterfinal match coming up. But it's nice to have a little more relaxed live match play, have a little more fun, as she and Jesse Pagula do together. And I think all of that uh, adds to the fantastic tennis she's been playing. Into the semifinals and doubles. Can she get there in singles? We'll have to beat Iga Sviantek. That match tomorrow, that's a blockbuster. Second on Philippe Chatrier. Meantime, the biggest controversy of the week came on the women's doubles court as well. Let's take you back. Miyu Kato, Aldila Sujiati. They got disqualified on Sunday for unintentionally hitting a ball kid with a ball. It was Kato that was practicing, hitting a backhand. It hit the ball kid. And then Saris Rivas Tormo, Marie Boskova told the umpire that the ball girl was crying and said Kato should be defaulted. They confer. Initially, the umpire said it was a warning. In the end, he defaults them. Terrible decision, in my opinion. You can see Kato absolutely in tears. Let's listen in. It makes him. And she the ball. She didn't do it on purpose. She didn't get injured. She didn't do it on purpose. She's crying, eh? She's crying. Yeah. And she has blood. She's crying. Come on. 
She was crying. There was no blood. And because of that, they got defaulted and, and Kato lost all her money and points. Right decision, wrong decision? You know, I think the rules are that if you hit ball kid, a lines person, anyone in the stands, you are automatically disqualified. So that is the letter of the law, the rules, so to speak. So I understand it from that standpoint. But I think what I found especially disturbing was the two opponents, um, Boskova and Cerebes Tormo, campaigning to see her defaulted, see that team um, defaulted after the umpire ruled it, you know, a warning. Yeah, I think we can all go back and forth on whether it should have stayed a warning. I think that would have been fine because it was not intentional. Maybe she thought the ball kid was looking yep. when she hit it at her. It's hard to tell from that angle, but it's unfortunate that two competitors would have preferred to win that way and then make it seem like it was all in fair play. I just found that especially sad as a, as a player myself. Yeah, that was really distasteful. I mean, this, you know, because on a number of dimensions, this has, this has been a controversy. This has been brewing. This was two days ago, and it's still really really the, the talk of the tournament. And my question, too, is we have AI for line calls, right? We don't have challenges. We don't have line judges anymore. Could you not have just looked at the video and seen what had happened? This was not done with, with malice. This was not done with ill intent. It happened to have struck the ball. I mean, a letter of the law would say, yes, disqualification. Anyone that looks at that, I mean, she, she's a net away. It was not done forcefully. And then exactly to have the opposing team, I, I think the French word is tattle. You know, have the French team basically go up to the chair and say, hey, listen, did you see that? Um, I thought that was pretty poor. I mean, I, you got to say, tennis karma has kind of done its its thing that uh, the tennis community has really rallied around this player. I mean, I, I was corresponding with the, with the referee today who basically said, because this was not deemed to be ill intent, the player is able to stay in the mixed doubles tattoo. Um, she did forfeit all of her points and prize money for women's doubles. Though. You talk about the karma. Sarah Cerebus Torma lost in singles yesterday, lost in doubles today, so she is out of the tournament. Kato and Sujiati, by the way, one of them is going to make the mixed doubles final, which is go. pretty pretty cool. Alize Cornet chiming in, said, insane decision. I really feel sorry for you, but a lot of players, except oh. Marie and Sarah, obviously, are supporting you. And I spoke to some players as well, Chanda, and they said the same thing. They did not agree with what Cerebus Tormo and Boscova did. Yeah, I think for most players, that is where they would have the problem. Obviously, if the chair had ruled it immediately, not a lot you may, may have been able to do. But for two players who didn't see the ball hit the ball person, we, we, they did we. not even witness it to campaign to not want to we. complete the match and have you defaulted and, and you know go through that. I just find that very, very disheartening. Don't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, me, Tom. David Kane, Tennis.com, tweeted that Cerebus Tormo defended and downplayed her involvement in the default, explaining that she and Boskova, all they did was alert the umpire that the ball girl was crying. John, we already heard. She said there was blood there, too. That wasn't true. Yeah, I think that, again, go to the videotape, uh, just as you would to see whether the initial act was done with malice and was worthy of default, which it was not. Um, you can go back and play the tape, and it pretty much speaks for itself. Not not a good look. Again, t t tennis karma is uh, alive and well, though. Sujiati was able to keep her points and prize money from the women's doubles. Kato was not. And like I mentioned, both of them are in the semifinals in mixed doubles. One of them right. is going to go for the title. I said, let's give some love to Kato. I, I hope she comes through in the end. Still to come, first-time quarterfinalist Tomas Martin Echeverri has a special connection to Roland Garros back home in Argentina. We'll explain when TC Lab continues.
Back on TC Live, it is time for our loop net finding, spacing, winning points. We go back to Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Third round against Novak Djokovic around the post. Loop net uh, on his Caballo the Spaniard. Um, Djokovic stole the tournament in this guy. This is the boy is had a great shot. Yeah, this is incredible. It, it looked like Djokovic's shot was going to be amazing, and then Davidovich Fokina did him one better. Talk about finding space. There was almost no space having to go around the net. Perfect shot. Loop, loop net. Really, it's finding space. It's called the loop net, loop net. That's what he did. <laughs> he, looped, he looped the net. He found the space. He got that, that point. He did not get the win. Novak Djokovic came back to get the win. And now he is into the semifinal. 45th career major semifinal. Only three humans have ever done that. Roger Federer, Chrissy Everett. And now Novak Djokovic. By the way, saw Chrissy on site today. Looks fantastic, doing well. We always love seeing Chrissy. Love it, love it. And I mean, what company I mean, to be in? Mm -hmm. I mean, Chrissy, amazing. And you know, they're they're trying to, you know, follow suit. Forty-five seven. He's looking for the twenty-three singles titles. Novak Djokovic. Uh, Novak wins. I know someone who might be presenting a trophy. I don't know. Um, but no, great to see Chrissy. Great to see Martina. Both they've had. Uh, they've both had. A heck of a year. They're bracketed together in so many ways. Great to see them both here. But who, do, who are you hearing? Is, is there a rumor out there? We'll see. Come on. Okay. Later in the week. Later in the week. Right. A lot of break news here on TC Live. A lot of tennis left to be played. <laughs> Follow John on Twitter, I guess. Uh, time for the social net. Big congratulations to former world number six, Carla Suarez Navarro. Just gave birth to twin daughters, Ona and Noah. She said the feeling of bringing two girls into the world is indescribable. Just beautiful, Shanda. No, I love this. And I love how she kind of superimposed the letters for their names. I mean, so creative. Yeah, but, I mean, just a beautiful phase of life. And, you know, to have your family grow in this way. She's had such a terrific tennis career. Carla Suarez Navarro, so loved by the players and such a, you know, fantastic sport out there. And now, you know, reaping some of the benefits and enjoying this part. Lovely. The anagram names and now more kids than she had hands on her backhand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a little double scene there. We wish all the best to Carla and her partner, Spanish soccer star Olga Garcia. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, how about this one? When Thomas Martin Echeverry was 10 years old, his family got a dog. He named it Roland Garros. Well, fast forward to last night. RG watched Tomas make the Roland Garros quarters from Argentina. Well, Roland Garros. RG, I like that. A little nickname going on. You know, he was always Garrett a fan, John. He was always a fan. We've seen, uh, you know, we've seen players name their pets, Rafa and Roger, and then presumably Novak. I like the sort of the collective. That's a good, safe way to play. You don't offend anyone, and the fact that he's had his breakthrough here is uh, is fitting. Big, wow. big Roland Garros fan in Argentina. You mentioned the cat Rafa. Seth Porter, remember, named his cat Rafa, and it was three years ago. They played Rafa in the fourth round here. Haley Baptiste has a dog named Songa, named after Joe Wilfred Songa. Wow, I didn't know that. You see, see, it just comes full circle. I mean, do you think he says Roland Garros when he's mad yeah, at his yeah. dog, or does he sharpen it a little bit? I'm, I'm curious. We'll see how Echeverry does. Let's check out. Wednesday's schedule here on Tennis Channel. He is in action at night. That's right. Thomas Martin Echeverry taking on Alexander Zverev. We all start off our coverage. 5 a.m. Eastern. Angebur. Beatrice Haddad Maya. Looking forward to that one then. It's the blockbuster that we've been waiting for. The quarterfinal. Iga Sviante. Coco Golf. Can Coco get her first win ever against the world number one? And the night session has the rematch between Casper Ruud and Holgeruna. More TC Live tomorrow as well. And more TC Live after a quick break.
Ruben with Tom Weissman back on TC Live from Roland Garros presented by LoopNet. The Legends Tournament got underway today. Our Caroline Wozniacki teaming up with Natalie Tosiak against Gabby Sabatini and Gisela Dolko. Uh, this was classic. A lot of fans enjoying it. It's a little high backhand volley from Wozniacki. That shot she's gotten since retirement. So I, I was impressed. It was a lot of fun that they were having out there. And then Caroline showing some of her feel with the lob. This was a shot that paid a lot of more for her. And it continues to do so. She double duty was in the announce booth earlier and then on the tennis court later. It's a pretty good day. John, was she loop net finding space there on that? Yeah, the more more loop net, loop net. Uh, we need to see coordinating attire for them. We are the times had Caroline, I mean. Dare I say, two years younger than Sorenko, who played in the quarters yesterday. Just saying. I, she looks Feeling like she, she's ready for a ball. comeback. Uh, Lindsay Davenport's in the Legends, too, right? We got a couple of. Uh, the ball. She she we the definitely got to get footage of her. Her, her. Yeah, she's uh, going to hate us, and we're going to love it. <laughs> How are they not partners? How do we not have a tennis yeah, channel team? I think no they're switching up, though. No one I think oh, Someone's got to call tennis. Bandle pick of the day results, Shanda. Another win. You know, 250. You know, you gotta take what you can do. We gotta get, uh, turn that negative into a positive. Well, I mean, I need some plus money, but it's hard to get that plus money, John. 32 and 17 is nothing to complain about, though. All right. Savalanka's only got 34 wins. You got 32 on the year. You're right there with her. Um, not an equal comparison, but I'll take it. I'm taking Ons Jabur over Haddad Maya. Of course, Haddad Maya would be the plus money, but I feel like Jabur is gonna get through that match. He's got too much variety, the power of Haddad Maya, I think Jabur will like it, and I think this will be a good matchup for her. All right, right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. Well, Stefano Tsitsipas is a big underdog tonight. He's at plus 350 to pull off the upset. I don't know. What is he going to have to do, John? That's a big number for, a, again, for, for a five seed who's reached the finals here. I think some of this is about tennis and just withstanding. I mean, you know, there are going to be these half-hour windows when Alcaraz is just going to be lights out and it's withstanding that. I don't know what Sitsipas is going to do. The, the one-handed backhand plays to Alcaraz's strengths. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's a veteran. He's played further here. The guy's number five seed. And we're talking about him like he's, uh, you know, came in from the quality job. I think this is a much closer match than the odds would suggest. Premier joueur entré sur le cours et cinquième mondial aujourd'hui. Il était finaliste ici en 2021. Il est grec, Stefanos Tsitsipas. This is a rematch from the Barcelona final this year that Alcaraz won in straight sets. Tsitsipas did break early in that match, but he could not hold on. It is best of five here. So Stefanos Tsitsipas looking for a quick start. And here's the 20-year-old back in the quarterfinals for a second straight year. Carlitos Alcaraz, the youngest man to be the top seed of Roland Garros since Bjorn Borg nearly 50 years ago. Who will join Novak Djokovic in the Final Four? The men's quarterfinals, under the lights, in the city of lights. Mark Petchy, Jim Courier on the call. It's coming up next on Tennis Channel.